Hi, good morning. It's June 23rd, 2023. I am here with your money news and it's actually Friday. Sometimes I record these the night before on Thursday. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, but I'm coming to you fresh today. You are getting me in as real time as possible without this being live. So let's get into it. Taylor Swift is well on her way to become a billionaire by the end of this year. But this week's New York Times op-ed poses the question, is Taylor Swift underpaid? <laughs> Say what? Paul Krugman argues that while Taylor is breaking records, both in audience size and ticket revenue, she's still not making the amount of money she deserves, though he really doesn't outline how much money he thinks she should be making. It's true that Taylor's weekend shows throughout her current U.S. tour are bringing money into local economies. In fact, it's estimated that Taylor Swift shows will bring in over four and a half billion dollars this year directly to the U.S. cities she's visiting. Similarly, Beyonce's tour dates, tour dates last month in Sweden were quote-unquote blamed for a rise in inflation as spending surged in Stockholm and over 100,000 people attended her two shows. The city itself has termed the 0.2 to 0.3% rise in consumer spending in May as the Beyonce effect. Now, as far as Taylor's tour goes, she will bring in about $600 million herself, which doesn't feel very underpaid to me and will nearly double her entire net worth, making her an official billionaire. If you want to know who is actually underpaid, let's look at teachers, nurses, sanitation workers, the list goes on, but Taylor Swift is just fine. Amazon is being sued by the Federal Trade Commission due to their practices surrounding their Amazon Prime membership. Now, the Federal Trade Commission is a government agency that works to protect the consumer. That's you and me. They enforce laws on corporations that prevent fraud and deception and business practices. And the FTC is accusing Amazon of using dark patterns to get consumers to sign up for Prime and then making it nearly impossible to cancel. An example of a dark pattern would be this. Amazon has made some items available only to Prime members, but they're sneaky about it. So if you're not a Prime member, you can still add that item to your cart. But when you go to purchase, a lot of people don't realize that in the fine print, they're also agreeing to, the, to add the extra $139 a year charge for Amazon Prime in order to buy the item. I would not know from personal experience if it's true that it's hard to cancel because every year I think I could live without my Prime membership. Jeff Bezos is not a good person. I should cancel it. And every year I chicken out and I keep it. So like I said, membership is currently $139 a year. That includes free two-day shipping, Prime Video, a few other perks that I do not use. Is $139 a year worth it for Prime? Honestly, it probably isn't. Again, I need to reassess uh, my membership when it comes up in August. And other Amazon news, Amazon Prime is still planning their, again, members only Prime days for July 11th and 12th. This same sale last year brought in nearly $12 billion in revenue for Amazon. And one of the most bizarre and honestly kind of hilarious money news stories I've heard, a Mexican restaurant in California, a very small chain, two little taco places, has been ordered to pay damages to its workers after hiring a fake priest to hear their workplace-related confessions. 35 employees were asked if they ever arrived late, if they stole from the business, or if they had bad intentions against their employer. Now, the owners were ordered to pay the employees $140,000 total, so that adds up to $4,000 each. I'm assuming they're getting paid out equally, but I'm not sure. Those details were not available. But not only was this fake priest brought in to threaten employees, both with questions regarding their work ethic as well as their immigration status, employees were already enduring 
poor working conditions, including refused overtime, uh, managers collecting tips for themselves from the tip pool instead of the actual workers, and repeated threats to expose and exploit their immigration status. I personally believe their licenses for these two restaurant locations should absolutely be revoked. At the very least, this is completely unethical and illegal. Uh, but I hope the $4,000 per employee goes as far as it possibly can. I also don't think I can let this week's episode go without touching on what might be the biggest news story of the week, the missing Ocean Gate Titanic submersible expedition, remnants of which were found yesterday confirming its implosion. Besides the Ocean Gate CEO and a renowned French explorer, the three ticketed customers on the submersible paid $250,000 each for this expedition, which was only supposed to last a few hours. You go down to the Titanic, back to the surface, like in theory before anyone needed a potty break. The billionaire Hamish Harding was on board, and he also paid around $200,000 to go the opposite direction in Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin spacecraft last year in 2022. While it's honestly sickening to imagine spending $250,000 for this experience, and of course it ended so poorly, and I would not do it if I was paid $250,000 to go, and I don't believe an ethical billionaire can exist, let's say Harding had a liquid billion dollars in the bank, which is unlikely, but for the sake of argument. He spent 0.025% of his wealth on this ticket. In comparison, my liquid net worth is about $150,000. So that would be like me spending $37 to go to go down in a submersible um, to see the Titanic through a teeny tiny little window. Anyway, if $37 could do as much good as $250,000, we'd definitely be living in a very different world. All right, that's Friday, June 23rd. I'll be back on Monday with our normal podcast schedule and back next Friday with your news of the week.